Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. Time now to take a look at a couple of the highlights found this week on the Source Weekly's website, bensource.com. First up this week from our news desk, Oregon to remove capacity limits and county risk levels if vaccinations reach 70% by Jack Harville. Governor Kate Brown announced Tuesday that Oregon will stop using county risk levels and restrictions on capacity once the state reaches a vaccination rate of 70% or higher for Oregonians aged 16 and above. The governor said she believes the state will hit that target by late June if current trends continue. The target of 70% wouldn't be considered herd immunity, Oregon Health Authority Director Pat Allen said Tuesday, but would lower the spread and lethality enough that hospital capacity wouldn't be threatened. Some mandates, like mask and distance mandates, may remain in place if still supported by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Under the new plan, individual counties can opt in to the lowest risk category if they reach a 65% vaccination rate and submit a vaccine equity plan to the state that shows how they anticipate to vaccinate vulnerable populations. Deschutes County has fully vaccinated 97,939 people thus far, just shy of half its total population, but nearly two-thirds of adults. Next up, Council votes to move some tax funds supporting tourism advertising and strategy to tourism facilities instead, by Jack Harville. The transient room tax in Bend will soon be able to be spent on tourism-related facilities, expanding on its original function for tourism promotion. Most of the tax, 68.8% of it, goes to the city's general fund, where it contributes to roads, police, and fire departments. The other 31.2% is currently restricted to a tourism fund that was responsible for advertising, strategic planning, and operations for Visit Bend, the agency tasked with tourism promotion. The change brings Bend more in line with state law on the allocation of tourism funds. The state law is really clear in that the tourism-related facilities really have to be those that continue to attract visitors and tourists to your community or support new visitors that come to your community. They're really specific about the types of facilities that can be used with these tourism funds. Carolyn Egan, Director of Economic Development for the City of Bend, said in a work session with the Bend City Council. Things like community centers, sports facilities, and trailheads would be considered tourism-related facilities and could be supported with the transient room tax. But the Council has not yet discussed specific projects yet, and funds will be approved annually along with the Visit Bend business plan. The transient room tax is a 10.4% tax levied on every night's stay for professional lodging companies, including hotels, motels, bed and breakfasts, and Airbnbs. And finally, gun safety bill passes Oregon Senate, now on Governor Kate Brown's desk, by Jack Harville. Senate Bill 554 passed the Oregon State Senate, after the Oregon House of Representatives modify the text to add storage and safety requirements. The bill would change Oregon laws to allow school districts, public higher education institutions, and a few other public buildings the ability to prohibit the carrying of firearms on their property, even if carried by someone 
with a concealed handgun license. Gun violence is a public health crisis. We've lost far too many loved ones to shootings, and today we took a meaningful step toward preventing these unspeakable tragedies, said Senator Ginny Burdick, Democrat Portland, who introduced Senate Bill 554. The bill passed the Senate with a 17-7 vote. It requires firearms stored in the home to be in a gun safe, gun room, or secured with a cable lock. Storage containers or cable locks are also mandatory when transferring a firearm. The bill makes it mandatory to report a stolen firearm within 72 hours of noticing it's missing. The original bill would have given local governments discretion in banning guns in their public buildings, but was scaled back to include only educational institutions, the Portland International Airport and the Oregon State Capitol. Some House and Senate Republicans had briefly tried to postpone the vote until late June, but were unsuccessful. The bill is not about solving gun violence, but a generalized fear of guns at a time when more and more people need to defend themselves. Senator Lynn Findlay, Republican Vail, told Oregon Public Broadcasting. People were not given a fair chance to be heard with public hearings, wrought with technical difficulties, and scheduled at laser speed. If the bill does go into law, it can be challenged and go to a state referendum if opponents are able to gather enough signatures. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. For more on these and other stories, pick up a free copy of The Source Weekly or visit our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.